Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Well, what a special treat for me today to get to introduce you to a married couple who I'm meeting as a couple really for the first time, Mark Victor Hansen, who I actually met years ago at the National Speakers Association. I was, of course, mentored by the late Zig Ziglar personally for several years, and Mark was there. Jack Hanfield was there. There was a lot of legends, and Mark is best known probably for being the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, which has sold get this, over 500 million books worldwide. And today we're joined by his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen, who I'm just meeting for the first time. She is also an international speaker. She's a consultant, obviously an author. She co-authored this book that we're going to talk about. But Crystal is amazing. She is a researcher and specifically in the area of neuroscience, epigenetics, quantum physics, And she's really just kind of an expert overall in the general field of human potential. She knows a lot about uh, nutrition and overall health. So we're going to call on some of her scientific knowledge to talk about the conversation of today, which is based on their new book. Their book is called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Uh, We'll put links to the book in the show notes, which you can check out. And anyways... Mark and Crystal, so great to have you. Thanks for being here. Roy, we're honored to be with you. Thanks for inviting us. This will be great fun. Great to be with you. Thanks, Roy. Yeah. So first of all, so this book about asking, it spoke to me personally, okay? So when you guys sent the manuscript over and I start going through it, I found that I, even at my stage in life or career, um, I still struggle with asking. And I think I have spent much of my life struggling with asking. I was raised by a, a single mom. We were very poor when I was young. We grew up with with almost nothing. We were never homeless, but we were pretty close a couple times. And I don't know if it comes from that background or just the world at large, but I find that not only me, but a lot of people in the world struggle with asking. And so I just wanted to kind of like ask you, why this book? Why now? What was kind of the what was kind of the mission on your heart for uh, you know letting this out into the world right now? What, what happens is we traveled to eighty countries, talked to some seven million people, loved every minute, met great, wonderful people. But the difference, uh, right, between somebody the little successful and vastly successful, we discovered is one thing only: the ability to ask to get what they want. So. What we decided to do is write a book that would be chicken soup on steroids, if you don't mind. My goal is to sell a billion books. I've asked myself, how do you do that? And so we said, well, we'll do a book that that uh, transcends everything. Chicken soup is magnificent, wonderful, still doing great. But we're learning that you got to add three levels of asking. Ask yourself, ask others, ask God. And, and alluding to what you said is that we'll talk about the seven roadblocks to asking that, that behooves everyone to look at in the mirror so they say, wait. That's me. I'm stuck here, 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 and here. And if I transcend that, I can go fulfill my destiny because we believe, last line, 
is that God coded each and every one of us at birth with a destiny that's great. And most of us get so distracted in life that we don't fulfill our destiny. Hmm. Yeah. I, one of the lines I love, this is later. Well, it's, it's, it's after the prologue, but it says that basically like our destiny has already been created and our job is to unlock it and, and to find it. And I, I thought that was super good. I mean, so Crystal, coming from your vantage point, you know, I imagine this is this is connected directly to some neuroscience here in terms of why. And, and I'd love to talk about the seven roadblocks to asking because you know, most of the people listening here are personal brands of some type of some type. They're a speaker asking to get booked for a fee. They're an author asking for a book deal. They're a coach asking for a client or, you know, asking, you know, the spouse or God for more abundance in their life. But this is something we really struggle with. And you guys talk about these these seven seven roadblocks. So what's some of the kind of like science part of this resistance? Right. So I, it's such a good question, Rory. There's so much to it. But I think we all come to this earth feeling this inner calling because we are all seated with this destiny. Uh, but then life starts to happen. Experiences happen. We get shut down. And our brains are designed to store those experiences just in efficiency, right? So, so we have an, an experience, a negative experience. It's attached to emotions. The emotions create chemistry. The, chemi- the chemistry really cascades through our entire body. So our body remembers those things, remembers when someone rejected us, remembered when someone said, you'll never do that, you know, and, and all these things happen. Suddenly we feel like we're not good enough. So then we stop asking, we, we hold back. We don't, you know, every time there's an opportunity presented, we want to do it, but then there's some inner programming that's stopping us. And it's interesting because the, the science we looked at, the studies show that everyone going into the study had this belief that if they asked someone for help, information, advice, or just assistance, you know, in, in accomplishing something or getting something done that the perception was that they would be perceived to be stupid, ignorant, or just pushy and annoying, right? And the truth of it is, the studies reveal that none of that's true. That if we're just willing to put ourselves out there and ask another human being for something, there's an 80% more likely chance that they will help us if they can. But the other part of the study revealed that they're not, people don't just insert themselves into your life if you need help. So if you just sit back thinking, right, thinking that someone's just going to come and somehow help you, it's not going to happen. You have to be invited, right? People have to be invited into your life. And, and there are also studies that show when you really personalize that invitation, even when it came to, um, they did an interesting study where people stood by and watched this woman get killed, right? In, in New York, this was years mm, Kitty ago. Kitty Genevieve. Yeah, yeah, Kitty Genevieve, right. And like, why didn't anybody intervene? Because no one asked specifically, but the further studies that they did, they, they determined that if you call out someone very specifically, like, hey, you in the red jacket and black hair, I need your help. When we personalize our requests, people immediately feel bound to us. And so that's, it's so interesting in human psychology, you know, the psychology of asking, but like Mark mentioned, um, we identified the seven roadblocks to asking and Mark and I found that every single person that, that we've met or talked to carries at least one, if not more of these roadblocks, sometimes all of these roadblocks at one time in our lives. Right. And I'll just go through them really quickly, but those are unworthiness, um, doubt, fear, pattern paralysis, naivety, disconnection. What did I miss? Um, excuses. excuses. Yes. Excuses. Paralysis. Yeah. 
And we can go deeper into each of these because each one is so important <laughs> for us to understand. And it's funny when we start going through them, everybody goes, oh, that's me. I've, done, I've, I've stopped myself before. Yeah, there were some almost gut-wrenching stories that you share in the book around you know, somebody who gets divorced, I, I think uh, maybe it was your uncle or somebody's uncle and they got divorced and they never let go of it. And they carried, they, they, they held on to that just despair and discouragement. And they had too much pride to sort of ask for help, ask for forgiveness. Or I think Mark shares the story of dropping somebody off at the airport or uh, something. And they just, they missed their flight because they, they never asked, they don't know how to ask. And, and it's like, it's crazy. The lengths of like the amount of pain we will allow ourselves to endure because we are willing to embrace the level of humility it re is required to ask for help. Like, is that, which of the roadblocks is that? Or is that just like all of them? Right. Well, the, the one on excuses is my brother had been um, way older than me. Uh, he was at some levels my role model, but he came down to visit us right after his wife had died. And he'd been in Alaska uh, panning for golden goofing off. And then, you know, I had to get up at 430 to get him to a six o'clock flight, got him to our airport here in Phoenix, Arizona. We live in Scottsdale. I said, big brother, you need any help getting to the thing? Because I traveled a quarter million miles for 44 years, as you know, around the world speaking every day. And I thought everybody had airport protocol down. And I didn't realize it. And I get called late in the afternoon. I call his daughter, Jody. And I said, Jody, how's dad doing? Your dad doing? He said, didn't you know? He's been in the airport 13 hours since you dropped him off. I said, excuse oh, me? I, I, I get goosebumps yes. telling you that because I go, what did I do wrong? I said, didn't you know that dad was dragged through the airport by his wife, Priscilla, who's in love? We just adored both of them. But here, here's a guy with a photographic memory. Here's a guy who's got everything going right. And so I wrote in the story. Seven things he could have done. He could have asked me. I would have taken him to the gate, right? I know protocol down. He could have asked a purple coat at our airport. We have purple coats that help you. And they're there 24-7. All kinds of stuff he could have done. But instead, he sat messages playing and ended up getting pneumonia and dying a little bit after. And it, it just, to me, it's heart-wrenching because, you know, I've got excuses. I can't do it because I'm black. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm, I got white supremacy problem. I got blah, blah, blah. You can have anything you want as an excuse, but it, and ex you've got excuses in life where you got results. And I've chosen, and Crystal's chosen to have results. And we want everyone to go for positive, happy, healthy, hearty, well-being results that manifest and, and source everyone and, and hurt no one. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you know, when you were talking, Crystal, this is so interesting. When you, you said this, I've never heard somebody reference like a study about how if you ask people, you know, are like 80% more likely to help you. But if you don't ask, they don't just insert themselves. And that's me. 
Like I never offer unsolicited advice to anybody. Like it's one of my rules. Like, but if somebody asks me, I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can tell you how to become a New York times bestseller. I could tell you how to you know, do, you know, build a speaking career. I could tell you like all these things. But if, if no one asked me, I never just say, Hey, did you think about doing this? And now I'm realizing in my own life, how many times have I walked past someone who knows like the back of their hand exactly what to do that could help me. And I never, I just, I, I missed it because I didn't stop and ask them. Right. It's such a good question. Right. And it's true. We don't, as human beings, we will not impose ourselves upon someone else unless asked. Now, what you just said about walking past someone that really goes to the naivete roadblock. And that's a really important one for people. And we don't realize it. I tell the story in the book of our Filipino helper who we, my girls were born 16 months apart. She'd come every day and help us and cook these amazing meals. And one day she shows up with this fruit and cut it up on a plate and hands it to me, this juicy orange fruit. And I bit into it and I go, Melda, what is this? This is phenomenal. She goes, this, it's mango. And I go, mango, where did you get mango? I'm thinking she imported it from the Philippines, right? She goes, I got it at the grocery store. And I'm like, these are at the grocery store? How did I not know the best fruit in the world? I thought I was so worldly. You know, I traveled all over the world. I'd been to Europe. Somehow I'd missed the mangoes. But it made me think about what you're just talking about. How many times do I pass by some person that could really be my greatest advocate, my next best friend, or someone whom I could help with something, right? And I don't even wonder. I'm not even curious about that person or that opportunity or that business or that thing. It's just because I'm naive. I don't, I'm so, I'm naive. I grew up in, in Idaho where we have a lot of potatoes, but no mangoes. So part of our, that is one of the huge roadblocks is just our own naivete. We're in our own little box, in our own little subjective experience. So it's important to come out of that naivete and be more curious. It's part of that asking journey wonder, curiosity, inquiring about things, looking at people and experiences and opportunities with more questions in our minds, right? What is that? Who is that? I wonder what they do. I wonder what, what, you know, nuggets they might share. I wonder what wisdom they might have. Every person you encounter could be something or someone very important to your journey, but we get stuck in our lane and as entrepreneurs, we're like, no, I've got my to-do list. I need to do this, this, this. We could be missing the greatest thing. So it's important to look at that. That curiosity piece is something we talk about at the beginning of the book. Because, you know, as children, we come into this world as these beautiful kind of uncorrupted askers, right? We, we want to know everything. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, how, right? And we're also not afraid to ask for what we want. We're not pretty much not afraid to ask for anything. And then depending on how we were parented, you know, stop asking so many questions. I'm tired of hearing from you, you know, or just what happened in our school years. You know, we got rejected by friends or the teachers said, stop asking, put your hand down. I haven't called on you, you know, and what your business experiences, your, your ideas and opinions aren't valued. You start to shut down. You start to shut down and shut down and shut down in that beautiful inborn natural ability to ask it's crushed out of us and until we realize that that's happened and look at our own roadblocks and and start to open up our awareness and determine that we're going to get rid of those roadblocks and rekindle that inside of ourselves things won't change for us we have to use this ability to ask to 
move ourselves forward in life. That that's why we, you know, the subtitle of our book is the bridge from your dreams to your destiny, because we all come into this life, like seated with these, these abilities, this innate ability and, and the things that we're supposed to do. And then, you know, until we start, if, if we don't keep asking and keep moving forward on that bridge, we'll get shut down, we'll get detoured. And so this journey into what Mark and I call becoming a master asker is, is one of the most important journeys you'll take in your overall success in life. And, and that's not just for your career, it's for your health and wellness, for your relationships. The same thing applies. Relationships get shut down because we're not asking the right questions of our. Remember, it's the three channels through which to ask. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And I'd like to go into the uh, ask yourself part a little bit more too, Rory, because that's really important. Sure. Well, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I want to hear about that. And I also, as I, I'm looking at these seven roadblocks to asking again, you talk about unworthiness, naivety, doubt, excuses, fear, pattern, paralysis, and disconnection. The, as I look at my own life, I think my, the one that affects me the most is, is that I guess would be under fear. I fear imposing on other people. I mean, there's a part of it. I certainly fear rejection, right? But it's more of like, even that it's more like, I fear making someone uncomfortable for ha- for them having to reject me. Like even that is a burden to carry or that, you know, why should they go out of their way to, to, you know, to have to help me. So in the spirit of free coaching uh, live on the podcast, what would you tell Rory Vaden who struggles with, with that, that portion of this? And is there something I need to be asking myself to what you're saying, Crystal, about like right. why I have that roadblock? Right. So if you think about what you're actually doing, Rory, you're replaying your past. Okay. Cause you're imagining that you're, you're imposing on somebody, you're, you're imagining that it's going to bother them. So that's probably coming from something that happened in your past where, you know, you felt like you bothered somebody or somebody shut you down or something. Cause honestly, if you think about it, you have no idea what they're really going to feel, think, or, or say, or believe about, about what you're requesting, but it's almost like at some level of your subconscious mind, you've already pictured the outcome. And so, you know, in the world of quantum physics, right? What we imagine is what we get truly. I mean, quantum physics summed up in one sentence is what you expect is what you're going to get. If you want to know what you're thinking right now, if you want to know what your thought programming is right now, look around at your life that is the evidence. That's the residue of what your actual thought programming is. And so you might go, Hey, I kind of like my life, but I'd like to, you know, these are the things I could improve on. So I have more work to do. Or you might go, Oh my gosh, really? Is this what I'm creating? Is this what's going on inside of my mind? Cause it is, and it goes on at the subconscious level. So you really have to start with that clean slate and, and start asking yourself, there are all kinds of questions in the book, the holding up the mirror questions, but it's really Starting, I, we say there are three critical phases of asking yourself to really start doing the self-examination. And that is, where am I now? So it's really like looking at your life and saying, what do I have here? Do I like it? Is it working? What, what's missing? You said, where um, am I? At? Where am I? Yeah, at where now? am I right now in my where life? Am I now? Like, where am I now in my life? Okay. Is it good? Is it, do I like it? Is it what I wanted to create? Start examining that. All the little sub questions that come under, come under that where am I right now in my life? And do I like it? Or do I want something different? Then the second phase, right, is 
where do I want to be? In my greatest nth degree of my greatest career, my greatest nth degree of my greatest relationships, right? This is where you have to unleash your dreams because if you're just imagining little things, you know, mediocre things, that's what you're going to get. So you have to let yourself go into that place. Like, where do I really want to be in my life right now? You know, and, and obviously things happen on this planet in a little bit of a delay, which is good because it gives you time to really sculpt your life. But ask those questions from your imagination. Imagine yourself on the stage of your mind and say, you know, who do I want to be in my greatest career? And then ask those questions backwards. Like, who am I talking to every day? How are they responding? What services and products am I sharing? And why are people, you know, why do they like them? Why do they like what I'm sharing? What is it it's about? It's so scary. Like, I don't know why, but it's like, it's so scary to even sit there in silence with no one else around to even acknowledge that this is what I would want for my life. Like, there's a line that you say in the book, and, and this is like another fear, I think, because, you know, like for the most part, I look around my life, my, me and AJ, we've built everything together. And I go, our life's pretty freaking awesome. And it is everything I imagined. And it came a lot faster than I thought it would. But then it it almost is like, I, you know, I think I've kind of stopped doing this to some extent. It's kind of like I did this for a long time. And part of it is going, it's like, what else do I need more? But this is what you wrote. It said, the perfection of our being causes us to want things or move at an even higher experience of life. We're always evolving and wanting more. Want is a spirit jabbing you in the consciousness to move you to a better place, a higher level of expression. We always want more than what we've got. This isn't necessarily just to have it, but to experience the growth within ourselves. We're created to expand and grow. But it's so scary, like to sit there and go, I actually want like to even dream and imagine this is terrifying. So so let me talk to that. First of all, we're saying by the end of the book, that same thing, you're not a human being, you're a human becoming. And what you said is that at some levels, I'm just reiterating back to you as I heard it, that you sort of plateaued out because you dreamt it, you achieved it, you achieved it faster than you thought you would. What we're saying is, you got in, remember three things, ask yourself, ask others, ask God. And when you're asking yourself, it's the little sense of self that's stifling and stifling, is stopping you. So what you got to go is God's sense of self and say, hey, wait a second. If I, Rory, was doing my absolute slam dunk best, how am I going to positively affect this many people over this amount of time? And, and the question we have at the end of the book from, from a, a friend of ours you know, Dr. Peter Demandis, who's wonderful, he's got his own accolades, but he said, what are you going to do positively to affect 1 billion people during this decade? Now, that's a giant question, but once you do it, like, we're going to sell, I will blow past a billion books of Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, because we're on schedule and we're doing more than anyone ever thought we could do. And they said, nobody could do that. And I got a lot of critics. But the point we're saying about this book because now we've had it out a while, is that everyone that's get it has super successful fathers read it and go, they wake up the wife and say, you got to read this first story of the fable of Michaela. And then they read it to their teenage kid or have their teenage kid read it. So what we've discovered is don't get one of these books, ask the bridge from your dreams, your destiny, get two and go over it with your spouse or spouse equivalent, your mastermind partner, your business partner, your church partner, temple, ashram, mosque partner, whoever it is. And you're, you're going to break through because Everyone needs a mastermind partner. For those who are watching, one and one equals the power of 11. And this is what Christ said. 
the kingdom heaven is within and, and go out. Two of you can accomplish, one of you can move a thousand, two of you can move 10,000. But what if we really have that mind using God's mind, looking at our thing, then we're invincible. And the story we have, as you know, is I studied in India, as you know, and, and uh, Mother Teresa picks up this uh, untouchable who had leprosy. And so Christ in his eyes went to the head of the archbishop and said, I'm going to start the ladies of charity. He said, how much you got? She said, three cents. Says, you can't do that. I said, no, with God and three cents, I can do anything. And obviously she did monstrously powerful, wonderful, impactful things. And what I'm saying to you and everyone listening, every author, we all, those of us that can think there's only a few percentage, what we need to do is help the other 4 billion people that aren't in the equation out of 8 billion people. And yeah, it's a monster challenge. But we're saying the only tool that works is ask. God gave human beings only three things. He gave us curiosity, the ability to ask, and imagination to transcend our limitation and, and have new materialization if that's what we want. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny how, you know, the there's such a connection to the divine here, right? Because if you go, if you believe, if I just believe in myself, then it seems like, oh, this thing that I'm dreaming of is so impossible, so far away. And like, my life is definitely evidence of that. Like from where I started as a kid to right now is like, it would, there's no way, like it's so far, but you go, but it's nothing for God. Like it's easy. Like it's not, it's a snap of a finger. And yet the doubt that we experience, I think is so connected to we're placing that trust inside of ourselves and evaluating our ask compared to what we're capable of versus the ask compared to what God's capable of and like the divine calling on our life, which is, you know, you write a lot about that and kind of filing your calling and, and living your, your purpose. So, so one quick thing is it's funny because we haven't really talked about the authors and speakers at all through this whole conversation. Mostly I've used this, this as a chance for free coaching, which I don't apologize for, but the glad to do it for people who have the dream of writing a book that sells a million copies or you know in your case you're you're aiming at a billion copies now and you've sold 500 million so like what are some of the things that you think that authors and speakers and entrepreneurs this is anyone professional service providers the you know people who listen to our show executives they're they're usually like driven individuals they're they're what we call mission driven messengers that's our audience what are some of the things you think they need to to really ask for or prepare themselves for to access that calling inside of their life? So three things. One is I'd love them to get a copy of Ask so they start asking themselves bigger, better, stronger, healthier questions. Number two is I finished a book called You Have a Book in You and I'd like them to read it. And three is I'd like them to go to... Um, they can go to reception of Mark Victor Hansen. If they come to us, we want everyone to write a book. If they've written a book, we want to help them sell that book and market it. And we've got a multiplicity of ways. We've got everything from, you know, 12 videos online at, at HansenInstitute.com to if they can't write and 95% and of the people can't write something that anyone wants to read, we will ghost with them at Mark Victor Hansen Library, which is a brand new company we've just started that is, that's why we say go to reception of orcvictoranson.com because we don't even have the website up for another couple of weeks. But we are going to help everybody catapult themselves to greatness because we're finding markets. Most people can't see their market. And for, you know, I was doing up to 250 talks a year. So I respectfully understand that I see markets nobody else sees. And there are more markets now than ever before. And we've got to go. And Crystal, I would like to have her add to that. 
Well, I would just say for everybody, it all starts with a vision. So whatever you're doing is going to have to start with a vision. And the more clear you get about your vision, the better it's going to be, the more you're going to manifest that vision. And the only way to get clear with your own vision is to spend time with yourself. It's that ask yourself part, because that is the reflective journey, right? So sitting with yourself, asking, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And what specific action steps do I need to take to get there? Because as you start asking yourself, and then you start to sculpt your own vision, and you sculpt your vision, you start with your vision, but then you sculpt your vision by asking the right questions. You know, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What am I doing? And all of a sudden, you get a really clear, beautiful, sculpted vision of what you want. And then when you start to get that, you're going to start to get ideas. You're going to start to think of a plan that you never thought of before. Because here's the other part of the science, Rory. When you ask yourself a question, a different part of your brain lights up. And it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. Okay, so all of a sudden, just by asking yourself the right questions, you're suddenly, your brain's a better resource to you. Okay. So it goes to work for you. And the minute your brain goes to work on the visions, then you start to connect at the quantum level. Okay. Because people don't realize this, but your energy light field is, goes like three meters beyond you. And especially it gets bigger when you're um, envisioning something with a positive emotion. So the more you can envision and sculpt your vision with a positive emotion. Feel what it feels like when you're already that person. Be that person before you're that person in the real world, right? Because your energy field gets bigger and all of a sudden the quantum field starts to connect. This isn't woo-woo. This is absolute proven science. And it's really actually where science is now meeting spirituality. It's science is meeting everything Jesus talked about. You know, the kingdom of heaven is within all of the things, all these scriptures. It's basically you get to create the life you want. You're created in the creator's image. What does that mean? You are you are created to create things. And we do that starting with our imagination and our emotional energy. The emotional energy is important. So it's just very important to get quiet with yourself. Use this book as a guide. It will really, really help you. And more questions will come to you in sculpting your vision and really taking it forward. You will, I I know I'm excited. I get excited for people because of the feedback that we get. I mean, it's really life-changing. And the fable of Michaela that Mark just mentioned, it's really every woman and every man's story because it's, it's a fictional story that, that I ended up writing. Mark and I were going to go back and forth on it. And I just started writing and it just flowed out of me because I'm, Michaela has these dreams. And I, I've been blessed enough to have these like dreams that have really guided me in my life. So I kind of, you know, made Michaela's dreams a little bit similar to some of the dreams I've had, but anyhow, she gets guidance. She's Michaela's basically lost everything. Her, her life every day is about moving heavy rocks from one place to another, literally. And then she has this dream. She's taken up by this being and he admonishes her to ask and never stop asking. And Little by little, as she starts to wonder, as she starts to look around her miserable life, start to wonder, start to be curious, start to inquire, start to ask about people, start to ask questions of people, start to ask questions of herself. Her life changes 180 degrees. By the end of her story, Michaela's a completely different person living a completely different life. And that is exactly what can happen to every single person listening. If you're willing to take that inner journey and start asking. 
I love it. Well, we will put a link to those URLs that you mentioned, Mark. Obviously, we'll link up to the book. Again, once again, it's called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. You've been listening to Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. One last question, just curious. Who asked who on the first date between the two of you? It's a great long story, and I don't know if we have time, but it was great. I was at Author 101 or Mother and Center there. We were in a VIP room, and I had a throng of people around me, and, and somebody spilled red wine on her white pants. I rushed over to her, grabbed her hand, and said, I know exactly where the club soda is. Let me take you there. And then I asked her, I said, look, it's about 930 at night. It's a little late, but if you don't mind. If you're hungry and she's, I haven't eaten, I said, me either. I got to take you off property because a thousand people that are here want to have two minutes of my time and we won't get to talk. So I took her to the best uh, restaurant in Hollywood and there's like 50 people lined up and I go, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get in with a hundred dollar bill. This isn't going to work. So we walk up and because for those of you just listening and not getting to view, I'm sorry, but my wife has a radiant beauty and, and uh, she, her, she just emanates out wisdom. And the guy looks at her and says, okay, who is she? Thinking she's a movie star. And because we teach questions, I always answer a question with a question. Everyone listening knows that. I say, you don't recognize her? Now his mind's on steroids. And I'm just goofing with a guy. But the guy says, okay, I give up. Who is she? I said, now we're Danish descent, each of us. And I said, my parents came from Denmark and said, I give up. Who is she? I said, goofing, goofing. I said, she's a queen of Denmark. He says, no, she's not. And I said, oh my God, she is. And he asked the question, who are you? I said, well, who travels with the queen? He said, oh my God, you're the king. Hold on one second. And then like that, we had a table. And not only that, we had the best table, 50 people are waiting. <laughs> and we get right in there. And we have the top chef serving us. And we just felt indefatigably in love. I mean, we just resonated. I mean, I wrote it, but I had written 267 things I needed in my idea woman, the attributes, the characteristics, the qualities, the values, the virtues. And I said, you never cross it out. I got the milk, eggs, and butter. You write down victory in purple. And before we got married, I never told her what all those were, but she hit all of them. We had to be monogamous. We had to have exactly the same values, spiritual. She had to want to travel with me. If we each had kids, which we did, our kids had to love each other. And, you know, it's going to be an eternal match. And it, we were... Two hearts that became one soul that it went from soulmate to twin flame. So it's a, like I told you a second ago, it's a long story, but it has been a more magnificent journey than I could ever have imagined. Well, it's so great. And it is such a powerful book and a powerful concept. It's really uh, causes you to stop and reflect in a really deep way. And thank you for your time. We wish you the best. Everyone listening, go out and ask and you shall receive. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Roy. Thank Loved every minute. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into 
podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com and we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.